honestly didn't remember, Todd, if we... Because Meg pointed out, like, oh, what are you guys going to talk about? Because, like, Loki's over. Are you reviewing anything? And, I was, and then I had a panic moment last night because I couldn't remember if... I remember we talked about, oh, we should finally get around to um, Twister. But I don't remember if I officially said that, if I promised to you, hey, we'll get around to Twister this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Either way, we can do Twister today or not. Um, well, we've got a... It's all, I was just telling Andrew, it's Comic-Con weekend. So I've just got like a mile long list of Comic-Con news. So I, we're not going to go. We're not going to have trouble filling time. Is but, our, is Twister going to become our Lindsay Buckingham? That's exactly what I was thinking earlier. <laughs> 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 oh, Lindsay. Oh, we ran out of time, Lindsay. <laughs> you came all this way. <laughs> I love now I just want it to that to be the it. That's the thing. God damn it. Oh my god. Uh, awesome. Always on the back burner. Yep. <laughs> uh God, I miss miss Bill Hader on SNL. Or that was in- a good cast. Him, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader, Andy Samberg. Like they all they all came on about the same time and left about the same time too, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That was that was the that was their underrated years, like they, they they had critically bad reviews those years, but some of those actors were had amazing moments. Well, it's it's one of those. I think SNL is just one of those things. Like you don't realize the good casts or like the amazing cast or when the cast sort of peak when they all all these other certain actors just sort of come together and they culminate and they have their like couple years where they really shine. You don't notice that until it's over. And then you're like the next crowd has filtered in and started Not taking necessarily over. Necessarily, because Kate McKinnon is killing it on SNL. Oh yeah, and she's... they're just milking it for all that they can while they've got her. Yeah, and she's been but there a she's, while. She's been good for almost her entire run, though. Kate McKinnon has been a treasure. Yeah, it's and also about Keaton's there for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, when you're talking about like a specific, a particular group, when there's like a decent group of them, that's just like, oh yeah, that was amazing. Like like 90s where it was will ferrell and and um chris farley chris farley was before ferrell uh though that cast was amazing too now i'm blanking on names yeah um chris terry chris Catan, will ferrell uh, that whole group yeah even uh the the late show hosts or the tonight show hosts to a point Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Like he was he was either really, really funny or incredibly sketch ruining. Yeah. Well, that's all he did. He couldn't keep a straight face through any sketch whatsoever. <laughs> and that was that was part of the charm. Like sometimes it was fine and funny and added to it. Like the scared straight ones. Those were golden when he when he and uh Bill Hader would crack, it, yeah. it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But other sketches, him cracking ruins the entire thing. Yeah, I think the for one of the best ones as far as cracking is when everybody did when Lindsay Lohan was on and they did a (laughs) Debbie Downer sketch (laughs) and like literally everybody fell apart. The entire scene fell apart and they just kept saying their lines like through laugh crying until they got through it. (laughs) Sketch, Great. It's also uh, kind of about the dynamics they have with one another too, like uh, you know, like um, Bill Hader and Jason Sudeikis, or like uh, Kristen Wiig and 
um, anybody, whoever, or you know, <laughs> Tina Fey and um, uh, what's Amy Poehler talking about. Yeah, so it, it, it's cool when they, the groups get those good dynamics too for the time that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, should we should we officially get started? Sure. That was a good cold open. Why not? <laughs> sure. It is. It is Sunday night, and this is the Getting Off Topic podcast. This is Tony. This is Todd. And uh, Andrew is also here. <laughs> <laughs> Way to start strong, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another that's another ongoing thing. Me and Todd have said we have to get like a shitty DJ, like morning jock sound uh like station or whatever so why when you have the musical talents of a meg doing (laughs) horn in the background absolutely that's your official role now (laughs) uh yep our good buddy andrew is here to talk all things geekery this week and uh there is a crap load to talk about because this is comic-con weekend or comic-con at home um we were just talking right before uh you joined todd uh all this week, Meg and I have been plagued by Facebook memories, posts from Comic-Con's past, like for the past 10 years or something, and we're getting all crazy nostalgic. Um, it's We were probably a year or two before COVID, actually, we were kind of telling each other, like, we're kind of done with conventions for a while. I think the last one we went to was WonderCon, and we bought like a, a ticket for one day. And even like two hours in, we had pretty much seen enough. We were like, like, yeah, we're we're good. We're and, and I felt bad admitting it. I was like, is it just me? Or like, am I the old man now that doesn't need to see? Like, I still love all this nerdy stuff, but like I don't need to buy any more fan art from some random person or whatever. Like, I'm not and I'm not a huge like collectible person. So it's just like, well, it's cool to be here to get the cool comic booky vibes and it's fun and you know to people watch whatever but then i was kind of like you good yeah we're good yeah we can go but since then now like two years down the road in post quarantine we're like oh my god i want to be at a convention <laughs> well actually like it was a few years ago comic-con had their 50th anniversary and a bunch yeah. of our friends went and they were doing a bunch of specials so we're like fuck like that was the year to go and we felt yeah. kind of left out like and i tried last minute like, to get FOMO tickets. a little bit regarding yeah. it and so then we tried getting tickets 2019 and we couldn't so yeah. we we're like well oh well yeah it's like <clears throat> and that's the thing we're also like we're not just nostalgic for comic-con but we're nostalgic for like old people like i remember when you could show up on a saturday and walk right in like it's it's never gonna be that anymore now yeah. it's yeah, you have to fight like hell to even get tickets and then go and then I think battle that was the hordes. <laughs> the last Comic-Con in San Diego that I went to was literally the last year that uh, you could get tickets like in, like a day or two in advance without paying $500. I think the year that I went was the year that Twilight took over. That was, and, that was the start of the fall. <laughs> yeah. Just that's fucking... All the... Hall H was just line from the convention center all the way to like the gas lamp it was an overnight line people were waiting days in that line Mm -hmm. just to see twilight yeah and then that blew the doors wide open to like every 
every movie, every TV show, whatever, just pimping their stuff at Comic-Con. And then it blew up into this massive like media thing. That's where to the point where, I mean, it's, it's cool that you have like nerdy and comic booky related properties there, but we were there one year and it was like, Oh, here's a panel for modern family. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, we, you know, just fine, but it's not really like a comic con related sort of show, but anyway, whatever enough old people bitching. Uh, <laughs> I remember my first Comic-Con, I went there, it was, I mean, being from San Diego, have you guys been to a lot of them? Like, did you go for years and years? We did back in the day, and it was so easy for us back then, because especially when Meg and I first, you know, started living together, moved out of our parents' houses in our first little apartment in Chula Vista, <laughs> uh, the southern San Diego area, um, and from there, it was just a quick drive down the block to the uh, H Street trolley station. So we just took the trolley, which you dumps know, for you a few at, bucks. Yeah, dumps you out at, yeah. at downtown San Diego. And Takes then you, you just down. Walk. Yeah, you don't have to worry about parking or finding a hotel down there. Nothing. We just went in the trolley, spent the day down there, hopped on the trolley back home, and that was it. Yeah, but, yeah. My first Comic Con, I think, was in like 2003, 2002 or 2003. Justin actually took me. Oh, wow. Um, he had gotten me like a Star Wars shirt to wear and everything. And then. <laughs> I went the following year with some other friends of mine and it was kind of like we were all at somebody's house and it dawned on us that it was Comic-Con weekend. And we're like, oh shit, you guys just want to go? So we all hopped in the car, we drove down there, we bought tickets and we walked in on a, like halfway through the day on a Saturday. And yeah. it was just like perfectly cool and fine and chill and, you know, yeah. it was yeah, great. My first one was in 2006 and I'll always remember this. It's like I, on a Thursday, like the preview day, <laughs> I walked up. I'd like a four day pass, please. Here's yeah. $70. Here you go. Cool. Bye. And that was yeah, that. Exactly. Uh, an online queue. There wasn't any sort of a raffle. It's just like, I want a ticket. We have tickets. Here you go. Exactly. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day, sir. Yes. Transaction completed. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, the good old days. Oh, uh, my heart. <laughs> and like most of the floor were comic book shops. You know, and it yeah. was just a bunch of people just selling stuff from their comic book stores. Yeah. You know, there was a few uh, big companies that would come in and do like a really cool looking booth, but nothing was really going on at the booth. Yeah. Um, there wasn't 50 stations that were nothing but Funko Pops. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was more of just like a preview of what's to come in this in the summer or the fall lineup. You know, it was just all flash and you know, like, oh, cool, like, this looks bitchin', but, like, there's nothing to do there. Yeah. There's nothing to buy there. And there was a lot of, you, there was more of the, like, the old-timers, you know, who had been, like, at Comic-Con every year since it started in the 60s, probably. <laughs> Just, like, some of those old-timers around the back corner that had their personal collections that they yeah. were selling and just tons of old, like, golden age comics and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anywho, anywho. <laughs> now it's impossible to get into. It's impossible to do anything there. Yeah, and everything see. costs a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. The next well, year, 2007, I remember I actually was like going to a couple of those big like Hall H or whatever, 11, where like I woke up at I think at like five in the morning just to get there early and wait in line and sat through three panels just yeah. so I could see the one I wanted. And 
I think that was a, a preview of the decline of what's yes. going on now. I agree. Um, around that time, around between 2005 and 2000, maybe eight or nine is that whole chunk of time is when it just got so insane. It's like a nuke went off. Entertainment mm-hmm. con instead of comic con. I remember exactly. I sat through a panel. I think I was telling you guys about this earlier for uh, the the million dollar woman or something like that. When they were rebooting that franchise, they had a panel for that at Comic Con. No, oh, wow. I guess that's loosely related. Like, why not? <laughs> you know, it's important. I just need to be in the hall, so I'll sit through it. Whatever. Yeah. 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 That's why we started going to WonderCon. It's because it kind of reminded us of what Comic Con used to be like before it got too crazy. And although WonderCon is starting to get to a point where if you don't buy tickets within the first couple of months, you know, you're shit out of luck and and whatnot, but it still has that feel of being very fan driven. It's not so much the um, studios coming in and splashing their shit everywhere and being like, come see the movie that you're already going to come see. Yeah. Yeah. The studios so, haven't quite taken that one over yet, even though yet. the last couple of times I went, they, they did have some big presentations and they did take up the largest amount of floor space with mm-hmm. the, the DC, the Marvel, and then, uh, there was one other studio that was there that wasn't doing superhero movies, but mm. I remember. I, oh, I legendary! Think, I think it was. Oh yeah. Oh, I think actually, if you were with us for the legendary panel, we went to me and Meg. It was, I believe, it was 2013 because it was Guillermo del Toro pimping Pacific Rim. Yes, with, I was there. The, yeah, with the the trailer at the con, and in that same because they have that like amphitheater at the edge of the convention center. And they were also showing the conjuring a preview for the first conjuring movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely hit up WonderCon uh, next year. I imagine it'll be back for sure. Uh, and we'll try for San Diego, but who knows, whatever. A couple of years ago, I went to out to one in LA, which was the uh, Kamikaze. I think they yeah. renamed it to like, LA Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. Like it was it was a good approximation, kind of like WonderCon. Like it, everything was kind of just toned down. It okay. was you know, a lot of the booths and just cool vendors and stuff without it being overhyped. Uh, we went. Cool. I think we went the first year. No, we went the second year. Second year. And we stood in line for like two hours to get in the door. And once we got to the door, we realized it was a false line. People just assumed that you had to wait in line to get in <laughs> because people, when we got to the door, people were just literally walking in the door oh, no. like willy nilly. And we're like, yeah. well, fuck. <laughs> so was... we were kind of pissed about that. Yeah. The whole thing was, there was not much organization on yeah. the like convention side of it all. Yeah, they're still getting their bearings. Yeah. And then most of the stuff we found inside was, was mostly just artists doing a bunch of fan art and mm. prints and stuff like that, which is cool, but I'm not going to buy a bunch of fan art from every single person there. Yeah. <laughs> I met Keith David. That was oh, cool. cool. So it was originally billed as Stan Lee's Kamikaze, mm-hmm. and he was actually there when, when we showed up. He was doing a little presentation on a little mini stage they had in the middle of it with uh, Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith oh. was there just starting to chat him up and ask him questions. Um, and so a crowd started to build there like, oh, hey, something's happening and something interesting is happening. And a small crowd builds and I turn to my side and there's a really tall man next to me. I look over, holy crap, that's Keith David. And I'm just kind of like, 
I awkwardly after a minute, like, should I say anything? I don't want to bother him, but uh, you know, whatever. And I was just like, um, I don't even remember the exactly what I said, but it was something like, can I just shake your hand, man? Like, yeah, love all, all your work and everything. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he's very underappreciated. He's an awesome actor. So. Oh yeah. Freaking yeah. love him. Um, anyway, uh, we have a plethora of news that has been coming out. So we should probably get to some of it. I don't, uh, Todd, did you, you didn't nap all day, did you? I imagine you were up at some point looking at some headlines. I actually missed most of this, so I don't have any, any Comic-Con news you got. Just give me and you'll get first okay. reactions from me. I'll start <laughs> kicking it off. Yeah, you can do all the, oh, wow. <gasps> first off, actually, I wrote down something interesting I read a few days ago. This is, uh, don't usually do this on the Getting Off Topic podcast, but we have a science alert because... <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. Science alert. Because, I mean, sort of science fiction related, but uh, scary enough, it's not science fiction, it's real life. Um, There were headlines uh, just in the last few days that apparently uh, some glaciers are melting. Uh, Tibetan glaciers are now melting thanks to, you know, global warming and shit the permafrost is now melting that has been frozen for about fifteen thousand years oh yeah and I heard about what this one. it is uncovering are fifteen thousand year old ancient viruses oh that, great yeah that no longer <laughs> exist on the earth that have been preserved in extinct um megafauna like a woolly rhino uh forty thousand year old remains of a giant wolf and uh, bacteria that's over 750,000 years old. So if COVID doesn't kill us, this will. Uh, right. Yeah, so scientists are uh, alarmed and at the same time, like having fun in laboratories. And I'm like, I, I'm like, have you not seen the thing? Because this is how you get the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, see, eventually the planet will get just so hot they'll all die out anyway. So it's kind of cyclical, you know? Yeah. Cold to hot. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that'll be, yeah, hopefully, because that's how you kill viruses with the heat. So, yeah. We'll all have to crowd into the desert, which will soon be 90% of the planet. Yay! Although I am curious about like a giant ancient wolf. That sounds really rad. And I actually want them to do something with that. (laughs) Uh, They're already experimenting with cloning the woolly mammoths because we've had fully intact mammoth DNA for a while now. Right, yeah. Eventually, we're going to have some form of Jurassic Park. It's probably not going to be dinosaurs, but it'll be like Ice Age animals. Um, Speaking of wildly crazy over-the-top things, did you guys catch the new trailer for Dune? I did. I mean, it gives me some misgivings. As a big fan of the book, I'm not sure how to take that new preview. Oh, I've never read the books. I've only I watched the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries like once, and mm-hmm. I was like, it's decent. It was solid. I mean, by the time I watched it, it was pretty dated. It's like from what 2000 or so, uh, something like that. Yeah, like the um, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, it's it was still. I'm, I think I'm the exact opposite. Uh, I was never really a fan of the books. The the two or three times that I've tried to read them, I couldn't even get halfway through before saying, fuck it, I can't, I can't take anymore. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with you there, Todd. I've, I've attempted and failed many times. And, and the trailer, if nothing else, like I realize the trailer gives away like a lot of the story 
and and pretty much the entire plot of the movie is in there but uh it looks pretty beautiful if nothing else well yeah it's i mean it's directed by from uh yeah of uh blade runner 2049 so that i mean that alone i I, like you said it's a very beautiful trailer i'm like oh i'm going to watch the crap out of this because I, I got into the books pretty hard, oh. actually. I think my brother-in-law recommended them. And from the get-go, I think I read through the four, first four out of the six. Like, just six. knocked Damn. it out really quick. And, um, I mean, this, I'm hoping that a lot of the uh, plot, as you put it, isn't depicted in this trailer because there's a lot the more. character choices they have in there and the people that are persisting through this trailer don't mm-hmm. really, I mean, without any spoilers, it, you know, aren't as concurrent in the actual storyline of the novel. So, I mean, I'm hoping this is just kind of get people interested and hopefully, you know, increase that fan base just enough to go see it. So, yeah. well, well the, the kid, the, the main guy who's, I don't know the character's Paul. name, Paul. Okay. He, uh, I guess he's, he's kind of like the, if from the bare bones basics of what I remember from the TV series, um, he, uh, he's kind of like a chosen <laughs> one sort of figure. Spoilers. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember that much at least. I mean, he's clearly the central, like, focal point of the story. He's um, what's known as the Quizats Hadarak. So, if you want some little any nerds out there, Quizats yeah. Hadarak. Yes, the chosen one of the Bene Gesserit. Yeah, but uh, this guy, what's his name? Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. He yeah. looks like if I blew on him. <laughs> or if a, if a strong gust of wind came by, he would just <laughs> he I mean, would. But I like him. He's a really good actor. Yeah. yeah, he did really good in The King. If you guys saw that on Netflix, like I was rather impressed with him in that. It's a I don't forget one of the you know the British kings uh, when he goes and actually overtakes France and does a whole thing. Like he was actually like pretty decent in that. So that was okay. what I thought he would he could actually you know pull off Paul in this just based on that performance i was like okay i can i'll give it a shot i'll see okay. what <clears throat> well judging from the fact that you said there's six books mm-hmm. if they are trying to condense that into a two and a half hour movie at best i don't from from what they've shown in the preview this is probably at least only the first book i'm wondering even if maybe the whole of dune might not be in this one movie if they're going to cut it up or something because the other books like they it it gets drawn out pretty far and like if they were putting in the other books like it'd be easy to tell that like the next book paul is like super old and like i'm not gonna i won't go into too many of the details of the other books but technically there's even more than six uh the original writer's son i don't know if he just like got his notes or just started writing on his own did a whole bunch of other offshoots too but uh but yeah the original author wrote i believe it's six and uh yeah this first one again it looks interesting like i'm i'm willing to give it a shot again i'm hoping that the preview really only depicts about the first, maybe the first act of the movie based on, you know, what takes place in the novel, what they've shown. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. It's always tough with those huge like book properties where they're trying to pack them into a movie or, or maybe they make the first movie and hope that they get greenlit to finish the rest of it. (laughs) Exactly. Did anyone watch the, uh, the old movie done by, I think it was David Lynch back in the eighties of Dune. Is anyone else? I I put that on, it was on HBO. So I was like, I'll, I'll watch this for free, whatever. It's just my time. And it's a, it's a movie. If you get a chance, 
it's not a horrible adaptation, but I'm like, okay, I can see how this isn't maybe everyone's favorite. Isn't Patrick Stewart in that? He is. He is uh, either Gurney Halleck or I forget one of the, uh, the armorers of the Atreides family. They're like master of arms. And uh, I remember, I remember watching it as a young, young child with my brother, but I remember nothing about it. <laughs> and, and then uh, I forget his name, but the guy from uh, the other David Lynch, um, his big uh, show that he did. and that they uh, Twin Peaks. Yes, from Twin Peaks. And the main actor from that, I forget his name. Yeah, he, Kyle he plays, uh, Paul did Paul Maud yeah. did in that one. Yeah, Mr. Mayor from Portlandia. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. <laughs> I think I've seen, I think that's the, I've seen one, like clip from that original movie with uh, him uh, going through like his training or whatever, like the pain box thing or something. Yeah, the the Gamjabor. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yep. Uh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the well, the director for this new one again, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Denny Denny. I'll eventually look up how to pronounce it. Villanueva. Villanueva. <laughs> okay um so they uh released a trailer this weekend for a little animated series a little cg animated series 13 episodes which is going to premiere on adult swim later this year blade runner black lotus and this actually ties in with the rest of the you know blade runner mythology that we've seen so far um it takes place uh it's a prequel to blade runner 2049 so it's post the first movie basically huh does that put it in between the two films basically yeah yeah so this series takes place in los angeles 2032 um now here's the crazy thing i maybe i'm the last one to know about this i guess it's completely blew right past me so the article that i read said oh this takes place about 10 years after the other short films that we saw, Blade Runner Blackout, I was like, what the hell is this? And I looked it up and apparently right around the same time or right before Blade Runner 2049 came out, um, they released a uh, three little online short films, uh, two of them live action that uh, take place. One of them was Dave Bautista, right? Yeah, one of them was Dave Bautista's character, a little prequel story for him. It's only like six minutes long or something. There was one um, with um, uh, uh, Jared Leto's character. Um, I forget his name in the movie, but, you know, he's... he's Creepy synth maker. Yeah, creepy synth maker, yes. (laughs) Um, It's a a scene with, like, him and... uh, Oh, Benedict Wong, uh, who plays... Wong in the MCU, um, and they're like testing uh, new new synths, basically new replicants, and like how uh, how obedient they are, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the one that really piqued my interest, and I started to watch it, but I ran out of time. It's a animated one that they did. The third one was Blade Runner Blackout twenty twenty two. You remember in in the second movie they kept referring to like a giant blackout that happened and destroyed uh, all their records and all that stuff if you remember blade runner 2049 okay so this was the that that backstory and it's a little animated like 15 minute short film <clears throat> which was produced 
by the creator of Cowboy Bebop, um, Shinichiro, Shinichiro Watanabe. And the little bits that I saw, I was like, oh my God, this is straight up Cowboy Bebop. This is beautiful, but set in the Blade Runner universe. Oh, wow. so, so yeah, if you haven't seen that one, I highly recommend you can find it on YouTube. Easy. Blade Runner Blackout 2022. It sounds like the Animatrix. Was it? I'm getting that vibe from it for some reason. Yeah, similar to that. Yeah. And so this new um, uh, short series, uh, Blade Runner Blackout, or excuse, Blade Runner Black Lotus, will be premiering later this year on Adult Swim and then uh, streaming on Crunchyroll. So, Interesting. yeah, there's a lot more Blade Runner content out there than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty rad. That's cool. Um, They're going to involve Magic the Gathering in the Blade Runner, Blade Runner universe at all with that Black Lotus title? Probably not. The one can <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's a... It's a replicants are learning... A, rep a replicant on the run because uh, they have the the... The last Black Lotus in existence, or something. <laughs> Rated nine point five. You know, yeah. someone someone wants it. Yeah. Twenty forty nine. There's only one left. Yeah. They've yeah. all been destroyed. <laughs> it's worth a fortune, just like that crazy sealed Super Mario sixty four from this past week. <laughs> quick, uh, quick side note, Andrew. On the on the the Magic the Gathering note, did you know that uh, officially now the planes from Magic of the Gathering are D and D realms now? Yeah, no, I saw their their most recent uh, uh, set release that I think just came out either last weekend or this weekend. It's all uh, Forgotten Realms, and, you know, they're really going hard into that IP. So we'll see. I thought it was always going to be a cool crossover if they could make it work. I don't know how good it ties in with the whole plane system. I was hoping it'd be more of a standalone as a big Magic the Gathering fan myself. But I'm hopeful to see, you know, like what they do with it and how they tie it in. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, I thought it would always make a good franchise to pair together. So, definitely an interesting, uh, interesting world you could choose for your D and D campaigns now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if they'll have like any primers to like, you know, make characters in the Magic: The Gathering universe, so you could actually easily translate them, you know, from the books or whatever into Magic characters in that sort of environment. But one can hope that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Hmm. I forget. Have you two ever played each other? He's talked about the idea, but you know, at parties and stuff, we've never had cards together. So no. Yeah, I don't think. I think we. I think we might have played with Meg's decks once or twice, just awesome. to. Just Which for are that like reason. shit decks compared to the ones Andrew can <laughs> has. Man, that your decks are like so intricate. <laughs> I have a card base, and I like to think I'm a pretty good strategizer with those you cards. Thank you. Oh, here it is, my uh, kill everything card. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, in other classic uh, fantasy properties, Todd, you told me you uh, you caught the new Masters of the Universe Revelation this week. I did watch it. Yeah, Kevin Smith's. Um, uh, I guess re uh, is it? I it's think a continuation. Heard, yeah, I've been trying to avoid spoilers. I unfortunately I don't know how much you can talk about it because I've heard there's big twists and I'm trying not to get spoiled. But yeah, if you could if you could give a a non spoilery quick review, if you could. Uh okay. So, me personally, I grew up 
watching occasionally the cartoons. I was not the biggest Masters of the Universe fan, but I would watch it when it was on. Um, uh, Nick Nickelodeon would have like the old Saturday morning cartoon block sometimes where they would play some of the older like 80s and 70s cartoons. Mm -hmm. So I would watch it then, but I was never a huge fan of it. Um, I personally enjoyed it and saying any more than that is is really spoiling it um the first episode is i can kind of talk about the first episode because that really doesn't uh pull into the, everything else the first episode is is really good there is if i don't mind cutting in here is sure it, is it rebooting it is it like continuation of the series how is it's it a continuation it's so it's starting up again from like wherever and just continuing the storyline yeah it's it's years later and, and and here we are in the same world with all of the same characters. Okay. The the but, universe isn't changed. It's it's literally picking up right where the the old. It's not like they're not great. continuing the stories because they were all individual stories with a couple of like crossover overarching episodes here and there. But uh, it's it's the same universe with the same characters with the same motivations. Yeah. Okay. Like cool. you like you Todd, I never really got into it. I was aware of it. And, you know, vague memories of flipping channels at a kid, as a kid and maybe catching a few seconds of it. But I was all I was all real Ghostbusters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was my life. <laughs> I was but, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Disney, the Disney cartoons, yeah. like the afternoon ones. Yeah. MNT and the uh, the Fox early morning X-Men were my nice. My jam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine that the way they I mean, they would have to set up this series where you know, they give you enough of the story to like, you don't, you, you don't feel like, Oh God, I'm missing out on what's happening here now because I didn't watch that old show 30 years ago or whatever. But if you, if you are an old fan from back in the day, then you'll go, Oh my God, that thing. And that thing, like you'll. Get oh, so I, I didn't, I didn't recognize everything in there, but like every toy ever made makes a cameo in like the first episode. <laughs> Like if there's some stupid random animal looking vehicle toy that they made, it is in the first episode. They they throw in everything in the first episode. There's there's all kinds of like throwback toys and references and stuff in there. And it's it's all like tongue in cheeky and very very like in your face references to the old toys and cartoons and who better to helm to... that who better to helm that than kevin smith Absolutely. exactly but only to like flip it on the ending of the first episode and then go into the real story but that's i can't talk anymore about that okay well i know i was sold as soon as i heard oh mark hamill is skeletor that's oh. that's it that's all i need that's a job um, right there the, the cast list is insane. Like the entire cast is, is like almost a list actors. Uh, Lena Hetty uh, was in there. She plays uh, one of the main character. Yeah. I can't really. Yeah. Chris Wood from uh, Supergirl and uh, Oh, Sarah Michelle, <coughs> Sarah Michelle Geller. Yep. She, one of the... she plays one of the main cast members. Yeah. Um, Tony Todd actually does one of the voices. He's uncredited, but I'm uh, Tony Todd's in there for an episode. Nice. Uh, just a ton of pull up the cat cast list again. That's awesome. So uh, season. Oh yeah. So you were telling me, Oh, it, the only bummer part was that they've only released five episodes. 
but I guess they're going to release a back half. So uh, part one, season one, or they're calling it part one officially, is 10 episodes total. They've put out the first five. <clears throat> the next five should be probably sometime later this year. And there's no no official season two renewal yet. But seeing as they're calling it part one, I imagine they have already at least have a part two planned. They, the Kevin Smith just said they finished work on part two so or part two which is the second half of the season so um basically just clean up and whatever for that so that should come by the end of the year hopefully um provided the internet backlash doesn't sink it but i think at least that'll come out is there a lot of backlash like how have fans (sighs) even newcomers responded to it has there been much word on it so the critic so I'll, I'll just I'll just say this the critical reception of this right now is sitting in the 95 plus section okay the fan reaction is sitting in the low 20s ooh wow yeah so that involves a couple of twists that I can't talk about without spoiling it, so. okay yeah we're just going to have to watch it all right yeah. okay, okay. Let, let me just boy. Just yeah, just keep an open mind, and as long as you're not super tied to the old series, you you'll be fine. And they oh. they they reference it, they pay tribute to it. I think it's perfectly fine. Cool. Well, like I said, I, I never even watched the original series, so I'm sure I'll enjoy it. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, big high fantasy stuff, the one that I'm really getting excited for is Amazon's Wheel of Time series. So. Uh, over this weekend, they released a season one uh, big poster and release date. Well, not an exact date, but they said it's coming in November. Um, big fancy poster um, featuring Rosamund Pike's character, which um, forget what uh, main character she is. She's a. I know they said she's a sorceress of some kind. Mori more Moiraine. I've never actually read the books. I've just, you know, I've gleaned little bits from people about what it's about and stuff. But, you know, big epic fantasy stuff I'm in. But this is Amazon's answer to Game of Thrones. Um, I already had that with their Lord of the Rings show. (laughs) Well, yeah, still working on that. But it looks like they're really going, uh, like they're really putting all their eggs into this Wheel of Time show. Uh, They already, the second season is already filming. Um, Yeah, first season, it hasn't even come out yet. Um, and there was a big in-depth article with uh, the showrunner, uh, Rafi, Rafi Judkins. And he was basically saying he was just, I guess he was geeking out in this Comic-Con panel and said, like, we've got, he basically outlined like eight seasons worth of show before they even finished writing the pilot episode. <laughs> so they're really meticulously writing this out. And I think there was even like a fan question about like, um, trying to avoid the missteps that Game of Thrones ended up having towards the end. And oh, you mean that, the misstep of their creators and showrunners not giving a fuck? Not writing the <laughs> way it should have been written because they didn't have any. They had to make it up themselves. Luckily, that, yeah. that isn't a problem this time. Seriously. <laughs> so, it's, is yeah. it 14 books, though, I want to say? Like, I wonder... 14 books, yeah. How many seasons of that will translate to yeah. you know and, and can they keep the fan base for that long and if yeah. it does well i think if it does really well in the first season they're gonna milk it yeah they're gonna make it as long as they possibly can and of course having 14 books is gonna be great for them 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's what? only on the idea if it's as good as like Game of Thrones was when it started. Yeah. That's Have true. you read all the books, Meg? Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> I read the first book, liked it. And then I went to go read the second book a few years later. And because it had been so long since I read the first one, I had forgotten a lot of what happened because it's the same type of hero's journey story set in medieval like times, you know, is this wheel of time or is this, are you talking about yeah. oh, okay. of time, yeah. you know, the whole like kid from nowhere, something bad happens. So he tries to go fix it or hold people accountable and then collect people along the way. And, Oh, but wait, he's like a chosen one type story. And it just becomes bigger than him. So, you know, it's, I had forgotten a lot of what happened specific to this story by the time I picked up the second book. And so I just, I couldn't get into it and I set it down and I haven't picked it back up since. Mm. But what I'm kind of hoping for too, I don't know, this is kind of off on a tangent, but uh, Brandon Sanderson finished the series yes. uh, at the end after the original author died. And he has an awesome, like a couple really awesome series of novels that I think could be translated either uh, the Mistborn series or even yep. his new arc light series i could see being you know possibly transmuted into you know television or movies or something so who knows this could open the door for some of those opportunities too yeah maybe maybe cool um okay you good <laughs> don't fall <laughs> it's meg so that's always a real possibility uh, yeah i just hope she doesn't rip the laptop cord out on her way down <laughs> <laughs> don't care about the wife just care about the laptop yeah she's sturdy Priorities. yeah yeah uh hopping over to the world of superheroes because we never spend enough time there no never uh, <laughs> so wait one 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 movie news okay. oh no you know never mind never mind i think we already talked about that it doesn't really fit for the pod jackass forever had a trailer yeah. i love it i recommend everybody watch it I haven't seen I, it yet, but I've seen all the other movies. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, I have yet to watch the trailer. I was, Todd was shocked that I've never seen any of the Jackass movies. I've maybe well, seen like a, a skit or two from the show back in the day. The The only real, I mean, I'm, I'm tangentially aware of it, obviously. But the only like time I've actually sat down and watched like a full length, like Jackass related content was actually the proto version of that. Uh, when my buddy showed me the video CKY2K, yeah. which was, yeah, the uh, the series of Camp Kill Yourself videos, which some of those guys ended up going on to rebranding as Jackass and that whole thing started. Um, I, I just never met anybody from our generation who had never seen any of the Jackass stuff. It was a pretty popular, it was kind of a phenomenon for a time. You know, I had a lot of friends running around trying to read do those same things like taking cards from them into bushes and shit like oh that. yeah my brother yeah. and cousin did a lot of that jackass shit too yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they all wanted to be the next jack stars of jackass mm-hmm. yeah. there's when probably a lot oh good no say when you think it, it's like one of those kind of things that anyone can do as long as you're willing to you know put up with some injuries and kind of make a fool of yourself like no offense to the people in jackass but like there's nothing super special about it, even besides them willing to shoot themselves out of a cannon or get hit by a car or, you or know. have their dick whacked by all means of things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, if you're willing to do that too, who knows? Why couldn't someone else do, you know, try to cash in on that? So, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, the, that's the, the, the TikTok stars of this generation now. Absolutely. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Um, okay. In, in the world of superheroes. So we've been hearing whispers, rumors, reports for the last few months or some few months ago that, well, it's been debated. Is Henry Cavill officially going to return as Superman or not? And then there was like rumors, reports of um, uh, DC, like, rebooting with uh with a black superman michael b jordan uh, i believe was rumored too wasn't it yeah it? so now apparently it's uh it's shifting over i don't know if, if this is more unofficial reports or if it's solidified but michael b jordan apparently is tied to an hbo max series limited series and it's not actually it's uh, not yeah it's not rebooting kal-el's story it's not reimagining that it's actually an official comics character uh, well, since I think the com- the first comic appeared in 2014, uh, Val Zod, who is another Kryptonian from Earth 2, if I remember right, who uh, ends up taking um, Clark's uh, or Kal-El's place when he's killed in one of those big crossover events, I think. Oh. Uh, so he, he takes up the mantle of Superman um, when our orig- OG Superman bites it. Um, uh, blah, 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 Invasion of Earth 2 by Darkseed and his army of parademons. Yeah, okay. Um, again, not sure if it, it's kind of unclear. It seems like it's it's in the news uh, cycle, but I don't so know. So that film could absolutely get made and Cavill still could be on exactly, the back yeah. burner. And seeing how uh, DC is has been forever nipping at the heels of Marvel and the MCU, and you know, even up to this point, they're kicking off flashpoint to kick off their own multiversal stories it makes sense for something like this or cavill can return we can have multiple supermittens so <laughs> it'd be interesting um and speaking of the multiverse stuff over on the marvel side uh there was a interview with the uh one of the marvel studio execs uh, victoria alonso they were talking about uh the what if show which is coming very soon uh august 11th i believe on disney plus uh they said a second season is already in development and uh she's basically saying basically promising like this is just the start of animation in the mcu so i mean i know there's been you know other animated you know marvel movies or or tv shows from here on but it it sounds like the way they're talking it's like oh there's going to be more official like in the story canon, more animated this shows to come. This changes everything. Well, I heard, I, I read a rumor, and I don't know. I'm hoping that this is true. You know, with Loki now ending, it, it's creating this whole broad like multiverse series. Mm-hmm. With, you know, he who remains slash king and being this weird interdimensional war, and these what ifs. You know, with this multiverse, could tie in very much. Like, who's to say these are just what ifs and not just a multiverse variant of what actually happened? Mm-hmm. That could really open up the doors that I think would be really rad if they can try really try to tie those in instead of being what ifs. Like, no, this is this is just Earth one thousand four hundred ninety nine, where you know Black Panther is Star Lord instead, or I forget what the other versions are, but that'd be pretty cool. Basically, yeah. it just gives them a way to have fun with different <laughs> ideas and different mashups and what ifs ah no <laughs> and uh none of it can be or they don't have to take any of it seriously they don't have to make it all mm-hmm. canon it literally turns the mcu into actual comic books at this point yeah so they yeah. Can just tell whatever story they want there is even on the heels of this news there's and this is 
going straight into the rumor mill, but uh, there were reports supposedly that Doctor Strange 2 and Multiverse of Madness might feature some of those variants, including specifically the return of Haley Atwell as yep. not Agent Carter, but Captain Carter, her super beefed up version of herself. So I wonder, did anyone ever confirm if she was in fact on that first episode of Loki or not? Or that was just a fan speculation? I'm sure that was just fan speculation. Yeah, yeah I think so. I never really heard anything beyond that. But yeah, okay. uh, you know, it might have been... Um, just giving like a little fan service Easter egg. Oh, let's put somebody who looks like her in the background just Probably. to see the fan's head explode or something. <laughs> um, uh, in other rumor mill stuff, we can get a few of these out of the way. So we've been saying, we've been reporting forever. Like everybody's been trying to figure out if, or just hoping and praying, hoping, they're tr- hoping to manifest it into existence that Charlie Cox will return as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil in spider-man in uh no way home uh like me and todd were suggesting oh they should have just like well because at the end of the last movie he gets outed as spider-man he gets you know he gets his secret identity revealed um in wonderful fashion by j jonah jameson (laughs) um so there could be a uh you know him trying to lawyer up and who does he go to or who you know Exactly. Well, I that long. Yeah, but right before I got on with you guys here, I just read something that, again, completely rumor mill, but I'm hoping it's true, is that with uh, Hawkeye, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio could be reprising his role as Kingpin, which then why not just bring back him as, because I love that interaction. Like that series was so great. Those two were so good in their respective roles, both independently and together. So I'm I don't see why, like, why wouldn't you bring those back? They were so good. I know. And D'Onofrio has been, like, championing hard like, online, like, please bring me back. Like, please, like, yeah. telling the fans, like, rally, make it happen. Tell them you want to see so it happen. I he haven't wants seen, to be Spider-Man so bad. I haven't seen him do that recently. Like, in the last six, eight months, I haven't seen him do that at all. And Hopefully he was doing it pretty hard before. So maybe that's because it's already in the works. And it's already. Yeah. In- maybe so, they're yeah. Like, Maybe they're like, cool it. Like, we don't want to put them on our scent now. So. <laughs> yeah. A little bit on the the rumors of the, the Matt Murdock stuff is the actor, uh, Char- Charlie, uh, Charlie Charlie Cox. Yeah. He actually recently canceled a Comic-Con appearance. Not this Comic-Con. I think it was like a Dallas Comic-Con or something like that. Yeah. And also, at the same exact time that that appearance was canceled, they are doing reshoots for Spider-Man. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And the quote from him or, or his agency or whatever was saying that he had to cancel his convention appearance due to last minute filming schedule changes. So, hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully. Just here's yeah. the hope. Yep. Yep. Um, Kevin Feige was in an interview. Uh, this is this news is about a week old, but I actually forgot to mention it last week. Um, talking about a number of things under the MCU umbrella, but one of the things that he was questioned on was uh, Catherine Hahn's brilliant performance as Agatha in WandaVision. And Kevin Feige himself was just praising her like crazy. He said he loves her. He loves the part and what she did with it. And he promised that you will see her again very soon in the MCU. He said like, she can't come back soon enough. He, he loves her. So I that mean, it was Agatha all along, so... Uh-uh. And know. I killed Sparky, too! <laughs> God, I love it. 
so good. good. That wink. Yeah. Ah! Yep. And memeified. So good. Yep. Catherine Hahn uh, is a treasure. I'm glad they brought her in. I've enjoyed her performances for so long that it oh, was yeah. great. When I first saw her in that first episode to her eventual reveal. So good. So good, yeah. Uh, Benedict didn't, Long. Didn't Meg call her as the villain like the first episode? I don't remember. I think she might have caught on like pretty early on. I forget. Anyway, I don't know. Um, Benedict Wong, who plays Wong in <laughs> Doctor Strange and the ongoing MCU, he had a little interview too, and he was talking a little bit about Shang Chi. We uh, saw him the brief glimpse of him fighting uh, the Abomination in, uh, in the last Shang Chi trailer. Uh, he couldn't really say much about that, but he was just kind of singing praises for the movie. He's like, "This was this is going to be Marvel's Asians Assemble movie," <laughs> 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 which, yeah, because it I mean, features the first real Asian superhero lead. And uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce the actor's name. Simu Simu Liu. 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 Okay. Liu. Um, yeah, and he's hoping that it'll have a similar impact that Black Panther did for black audiences, which would be cool. Um, but he did talk more, uh, Benedict Wong, about uh, Strange 2, uh, how much fun they're having. He said they should be wrapping filming in September, but they're having a blast. Uh, Sam Raimi loves encouraging them to improvise, so they get to do a bunch of wacky takes, just like if there's a fun joke or a gag to do or something, like they're all in. So I'm excited for that. That's that's going to be good times. With Shang-Chi, is uh, the main villain going to be the actual, the real Mandarin this time? I forget. Or is it the Abomination? Or we'll see, I guess. No one's sure at this point. I think we'll see. Okay. Yeah. I, the Mandarin is, is the most likely candidate, but right. I think we'll see. Is it the 10 rings point. that they mentioned? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was even more uh, rumors going around there uh, after that trailer came out because, uh, well, another interview, uh, Michelle Yeoh, who was... Uh, in an interview just talking about her character and I forget the name of the character, but she's in charge of defending. She, the quote was something like how she's in charge of defending a mystical city to which Ah. we're like, Oh, so they're coming back around to iron fist and Kun Lun. Um, And I guess in the trailer, I would have to go back and watch it again, but I guess there's a brief shot in the trailer where she's facing off with someone uh, who has very, very clear yellow and green colors similar to the Iron Fist outfit. So interesting. Okay. I don't know. Go full on defenders eventually. Bring that. Kill off Danny Rand and bring and recast it. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's one I know you love, Todd. Uh, Oscar Isaac uh, yes. dropped into Comic Con with a little video from the set of Moon Knight. And Ooh, I uh, forgot about that one. Yeah, so he was just kind of talking that up about a bit, saying it's going to be a wild, wild show. He uh, he can't really say much about it, of course. Um, but he was also promoting a comic book property that he's a part of that he's been developing uh, with a team called Head Wounds Sparrow, which uh, comes out this fall. Uh, what was it about? There was it. Blah 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 blah. <clears throat> oh i thought i had a description on here but it sounded like a similar kind of like crime drama with a with a sci-fi twist to it uh, to, oh there it is uh head wounds sparrow a comic about leo gidry an anti-hero cop who suffers a psychic head wound and suddenly finds himself in the midst of a war between angels devils and other associated monsters cool 
Okay. All right. Yeah. All I hope for Moon Knight is they just go hard onto the supernatural and mythical. Like, just start going hard into that. Yeah. Well, there was a, a little part of the article that said something about he's, again, I'm not, I know you've briefed me before, Todd, but I kind of forget the backstory of Moon Knight, but I know there's several different versions of his backstory. But in this, they said he's going to be playing multiple versions of himself or like multiple personalities or something he has a multiple personality disorder okay yeah i've only read a couple issues of that so be curious to see what they do with it and how they flesh out that character they they are planning on blade so they they definitely can go the more supernatural like mythical creature type storylines and dealing with angels demons and gods type thing yeah there was another little headline I saw that I don't know if it was solidified or not, but Marvel is circling uh, um, directors for that Blade movie. So it's still on the way. They're still working on it. Yeah, it's, but, that's probably one of their furthest out properties. I think only the uh, the the un, uh, unnamed property is the is further out than that is. Yeah. Um, I still say that unnamed property is going to be Young Avengers. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I forget if we talked about this. I, I Todd, I know you're not caught up with it, but I kind of, well, you allowed me to spill the beans on it. But Andrew, are you watching any of The Walking Dead still or any of the shows? No, I I was really big in. I read the comics way back when and like watched all the first season. And then I think about halfway through the second or maybe all through the second, I just kind of, <clears throat> I don't know, it lost me for whatever reason. So yeah, I never right. really wanted to go back to do either like Fear, The Walking Dead or or the spinoffs or anything. I mean, it's the way it just saturated, you know, our, 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 uh, our entertainment too. It's like, I kind of knew what was going on anyway. You know, whenever anyone died, it was all over social media or whatnot. And so I felt like I was, you know, enough in the know of the show, just kind of hanging around and, you know, being on my phone and Reddit and stuff. One of those big ones, like, uh, like the water cooler shows like Breaking Bad or, or Mad Men. It's like, you don't have to watch it, but you're vaguely aware of what Don Draper was doing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You knew about the big goings on that week just from other conversations or whatnot. So yeah. absolutely. Uh, I've been, I've been binging it all. I mean, I've always followed the main show and I finally went back and watched all of Fear the Walking Dead. And I've been telling Todd about that. And it's actually really surprised me. And it, it's, uh, I think it moves faster than the main show. It's the characters are more dynamic as opposed to just, you know, very static. Um, But anyway, there was, of course, a Walking Dead panel at Comic-Con and uh, they did like a few little clips from the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead season seven that they're going into now. Jesus, season seven uh, already. Uh, They're they're ending the main show though, right? Isn't this going to be the last season finally for The Walking Dead, I believe? Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be a big extended. It's like 24 episodes over the next two years. So they've got some runway to go, but it is, yeah, the beginning of the end and who knows what they do after that. But Fear the Walking Dead looks like it has no plans to stop anytime soon. And do you care if I spoil anything? Because I already mentioned it, Todd. Okay. Uh, that's in LA. Just on, for clarification, that's the, on like the. It starts in LA. It started uh, in LA, and then <laughs> it ends up going all over the Southwest. Uh, and for the last few seasons, they've been around Texas. Uh, okay. And the season six finale, which I just watched a few days ago, uh, earmuffs for anybody who doesn't want to get spoiled. <laughs> um, they go full Fallout, like 
they freaking nuked all of Texas essentially. <laughs> and so now they've created this new dynamic going into season seven. It's like, they weren't just dealing with a zombie apocalypse and then all the, you know, bad people out there, they have to fight off or whatever. Now it's a nuclear zombie apocalypse. Fallout. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it's nuts. I don't even know where they're going to go with it now, but it's, it's become exciting for me again. So, so they released a few little clips for that. And that premiere is October 17th. Um, and speaking of, uh, walking dead or at least the main show to uh, alums from there jeffrey dean morgan and lauren cohan if anybody recalls uh batman versus superman <laughs> if you uh, haven't blocked it out completely from your memory Martha! <laughs> so they played uh bruce wayne's parents uh, who get killed in the very opening of the movie um but they were in a little interview uh, together and I guess they have been championing for years now and they made it, they reiterated again in a recent interview that they would love to come back into the DCEU and portray the flashpoint versions of those characters. So that is when in, uh, in the flashpoint reality, Thomas Wayne ends up basically Bruce Wayne ends up, getting killed yeah thomas wayne becomes batman and martha goes nuts and becomes the joker that's a very cool take on it so that'd be very yeah i would love to see them in that that would be amazing but yeah so they were they were doing the vincent d'onofrio thing they're like make it happen <laughs> <laughs> write letters yeah um and speaking of zombies and Zack snyder um did either of you guys see army of the dead on netflix yeah I yeah i watched that okay unfortunately i'm still, I'm still actually the only one who, who's behind i have not seen it yet but i heard a lot of mixed stuff about it <laughs> i mean let's uh, the the way i'll say it is the only good thing on that was tignataro and she didn't even act with any of the other cast members no, they literally filmed her afterward and replaced uh chris D'Elia. Yeah, because Chris D'Elia acted that entire movie out with uh -huh. the other actors, and then his pedophile tendencies came to light, and then, <laughs> so so they uh, completely CG'd him out with <laughs> with Tignatero. I mean, like, I, I went into it being hopeful. I mean, I'm willing to suspend my disbelief because, like, oh hey, it's a cool zombie movie in in Las Vegas. Sure, I can you know pretend that that's a thing, but even then, like the 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 jumps you have to make to get through that movie and the plot holes it was just like i can't no why, why would you do no don't the, do that mental, like, mental gymnastics yeah like oh so right. sure what? sure the casino scene with the guns that was fun and fine yeah. but ugh. okay yeah, i mean well I, I was gonna say then you get into like weird other stuff like there's i don't know again this is kind of spoilers but like weird like possible robot zombies or something and like what yeah, no, it's a whole, it's a whole weird thing. It's a whole thing. thing. So, I mean, okay. I watched well, the one, I'll never watch it again, but I mean, I guess like, yeah, I saw it. Okay. Well, I guess somebody at Netflix believes in it because they're now plans, or I think there was even a teaser for it already. There's a prequel coming, a sequel coming, and even an animated prequel series. <laughs> I'm sure the viewership was huge for it because they promoted the fuck out of it. And Netflix usually doesn't promote anything. 
So yeah. I'm I'm sure the viewership was huge, and that's all it really. Netflix doesn't give a shit about ratings. It gives a shit about viewership. Yep. And if the viewership is high enough, you will you will get additional seasons or additional products like the the bright the the movie bright. Yeah. It came out. I loved it actually. I I, I, I thought it was good. It's getting an, uh, it 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 got critically panned. People hated it, but the viewership was high enough. It's getting more. Uh, it's getting an animated series. So an animated series. Yeah. Oh, I remember them better honestly. Okay, I remember them talking about a sequel like almost immediately after, but then it just never. Well, there's still there still may be a live action sequel. Um, mm-hmm. That's still in the works, but uh, oh. coming out more. Uh, I think they released it in the the Netflix Geeked Week or whatever they called it. Um, uh, the the they are doing a animated show and it's coming pretty soon, like in the next year or so. Right. They're really going hard into animation. Oh yeah. They yeah. they invested a lot into animation. All right. Yeah. Well, and uh, last bit about zombies. If you weren't saturated enough with them already, I just saw there was a trailer for a sci-fi channel, Day of the Dead TV series, uh, reimagining of Romero's Day of the Dead, um, just following a handful of random strangers on the day that the dead start rising. So um, that's that's the most interesting time for for me for these movies is like the very first like couple of days when this happens i don't give a shit about like weeks in when everybody's all hardened zombie killers yeah 10 years down the road when we're all on the farm and whatever (laughs) that initial reaction of like when this shit actually happens in it yeah Yeah. i mean it it looked fun it actually looked uh entertaining the trailer um so yeah i recommend checking that out sci-fi's day of the dead that's uh Going to come this October. Um, what else? What else? What else in TV? And oh, so when the pandemic hit, all the uh, movie studios were, you know, uh, pledging to put stuff out and, you know, through on demand services and everything. Warner Brothers was the biggest one who just said, oh, everything in 2021 is going to be available on HBO Max. Um, along with theater releases once theaters were made available again. Um, But now apparently they're also saying next year, 2022, they're going to make at least 10 exclusive movies just for HBO Max. So they're going to keep rolling into that. I wonder if that was like an exclusive deal or something with HBO. Because I mean, like if you're HBO, that makes kind of sense to lock that in to get those viewerships too, you know, like. I believe so. Like they they own the studios, so they can they can unilaterally do it if they want it. So, um, I I, I'd I'd imagine more of the more of the director slash um, producers are on board with this for the ones they choose this time rather than last year, where they just randomly told people, okay, your movie is going to get put on HBO Max regardless of what you want. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the executives at Warner Brothers was being interviewed and he said like, yeah, you didn't see the industry going back to the way the world was in, you know, previous years where there was the standard was like at least a 90 day window for theatrical run until you started getting the digital releases on demand releases and stuff. So now they've uh, for their current movies, at least they've cut it in half to 45 days um, if they aren't already being, you know, pushed out 
uh, on same day release on HBO Max plus theaters or not. Um, but I think a few of them will still be exclusive to theaters for a short while. I think the Top Gun sequel is going to be theater only for the first 45 and then push out or, or it'll be like that, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, premium price for the on-demand rental or something. Mm, your uh, access sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Anyway, yeah, um, let's see, any more TV stuff? Um, the Continental, the uh, John Wick prequel series. I forgot about that. Yeah, so it was kind of, uh, every time they talked about it, every time there was a headline about it, it was, seemed like it was up in the air, like, oh, it might be like a, an ongoing series or it might be a short run thing. Well, now they've revealed it as a three night event series. So it's just going to be a short, I guess, like a little extended TV movie, I suppose. Um, but maybe yeah, sort of like the Fear Street thing. Maybe, yeah. But it's um, they're um, it, it's uh, focusing around Winston, you know, the the owner of the Continental, and he's. I still don't know who they're going to cast as a young him. That's a very specific look. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's set now around the '70s New York which is, you know, crime central. So it's going to be a nice, uh, it's going to have that gritty sort of um, probably like Joker-esque vibe. Um, Maybe not as like psychologically disturbing, but the, the set piece, you know, like that dirty old, like Gotham sort of look Um, and then the continental at the heart of it. So that sounds fun. Um, Yeah. I still don't know who you could make a, a young Ian McShane. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, and with uh, Comic Con comes a slew of Comic Con collectibles for the collectible crowd. Todd, I know we've talked about this before. If we had bigger wallets, we would probably <laughs> and more space in our apartments, we would probably show up more for these. But um, well, I know Andrew and Shannon, you've got a impressive collection. <laughs> Just in this room, you can see all the stuff. I don't know. Obviously, this isn't a a visual medium, but yeah, yeah. collectibles all over. Yeah. No, yeah. Meg saw your, uh, yeah, the backdrop of your bookshelves there. She's like, oh, that's like a perfect YouTube channel, uh, like yeah. set there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, did either of you see? Um, there was a, well, official Comic Con at home poster, which was actually promoting The Mandalorian season three. Uh-oh. And it was an art piece, uh, really awesome looking art piece with young Luke and Grogu building a lightsaber. Oh, that's he's got the pieces floating around in the air. They're like sitting there. I'll I'll send you a link to it in the chat. But yeah, it looks really fun. Um, But as far as collectibles go, I thought it was hilarious because like no any look up Comic Con collectibles, any Google search, and you'll see front row or or like the first image for all of them is from X Men the animated series, the awesome '90s animated series. (laughs) There's a one six scale collectible Wolverine figure. And it's I not just it. any Wolverine. It's him lying in bed with the little photo of, uh, <laughs> of he's yeah. yeah, he's sitting there like moping because he's, you know, <laughs> friend zoned. The uh, meme series. Yeah, yep. it's great. Um, awesome. There were a few like little Master of the Universe ones, uh, you know, promoting the new show and stuff. Uh, a lot of random little stuff, but the uh, really cool one I saw, I don't know which company is doing these, but there's a, there's a Heath Ledger Joker 
like a full bust. I don't know how big it is, but it's just him holding up a card and it just looks ridiculously realistic. Like if you had that on a bookshelf, it probably looks like Keith Ledger is in your house. <laughs> uh, there was a, a few from the Zack Snyder verse movies. There was a, a really awesome black suit Superman um, and uh, a dark side, I believe dark seed, dark side, whatever, just like sitting on his throne Hallmark uh, has a good one. They have the uh, Ecto Ecto one as a, a ornament. Oh yeah. Wait, I think we have one of those. We do. Yeah, we have done it. They've done it before, but this one looks really good. Okay. Ours is broken too. Ours is broken. Yeah, I think one of the buttons on top came off. Oh. Oh well. Yeah. Oh, and a real... oh, it looks like rusted, and so this is probably from the the new movie. From the new movie, yeah, because it's all beat up and rusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really awesome. Um, I, I'm sure it's ridiculous, expensive, amazing uh, Magneto statue, like classic comic book Magneto and the purple cape and everything, a Doctor Doom, um. And uh, Saruman, actually, from Lord of the Rings, but a very like stylized comic booky look of him. Like he's all kind of long and gangly and cartoonish, like, but it's looks really rad. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, There's an actual bad kind of robot movie. from Bad Robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little cool. red robot. If you want to feel like JJ and put that at the end of your desk, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or put that in the Starbucks uh, as you're sitting there pretending to write your great screenplay <laughs> on your laptop. <laughs> uh yeah oh and todd i mentioned to you the other day uh the lost clone wars series not the uh cg animated series that everybody knows now but before that uh gendy tartakovsky's clone wars is getting a series of the the star wars black series figures yes yeah so those cool ones the little yeah, so they had a, uh, I forget what, I know they had some ARC troopers in there. I think they were getting a uh, General Grievous. Um, but yeah, in that cool sort of, that very specific art style of Guinea Tartofsky, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Star Wars, actually, there was another thing in the rumor mill this week that we've i think we've already talked about before i mean we know admiral thrawn is coming to the whole mandalorian universe and that you know, whatever spin-off shows will actually happen mm-hmm. um but now there's reports that they've actually found their ezra bridger from yeah. rebels uh which so they're saying is sorry if i'm butchering this name mena masood who was the live action Aladdin and Disney's live action Aladdin. That was a lot of fan casts. Like the moment uh, people were talking about Ezra. Yeah. I never watched the, the live action Aladdin, but I heard okay things about it. Yeah. I still haven't either. I know when I started watching rebels, especially that whole season one, I was like, Oh, he's Aladdin. Like that is the character. He's really Aladdin becomes a Jedi. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so it, we've come full circle there. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, over in star Trek news, there were two trailers that came out. There was a lower deck season two trailer, which did you catch that one? Good stuff. 
Yeah. I, I haven't gotten into Lower Decade. I want to watch it, but I don't know where it's streaming. So I'm going to have to try to find that. And, and oh, watch. Paramount Plus. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All the new Trek stuff is Paramount Plus. Yeah. yeah. That's, I specifically got Paramount Plus for like a month just so I could binge all of like Discovery and, uh, and Lower Decks and everything and Picard. Yeah. Yeah, once those shows, once all the season, the next seasons come around, I'll have to reorder it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, Lower Decks is really, it's, I mean, it's super fan servicey to all the Trek lore and everything. It's super geeky. Um, it's very fast paced, fun comedy action. It feels very Rick and Morty-esque, but not as R-rated. <laughs> it's still family friendly with just enough edge but still, you know, network appropriate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, damn, did I get through all that? Man, I got through all that news faster than I thought. A um, few last little bits. I This baffled me. This was just a random headline I saw. This wasn't from Comic-Con, but apparently Seth MacFarlane has a Naked Gun remake in the works. <laughs> I heard about that. I'm ho- hoping... I don't know that it gets canceled because they don't need that. Leslie Nielsen was so good. There's no need to reboot. Yeah. And you know who's attached to it? I don't. Liam Neeson. Oh, I mean, I think he could do okay as a comedic actor, probably, but. It, it sounds know. so weird. I kind of want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Leslie Nielsen, he was famously when he was, when he was a young lad back way back in the day, he was, a dramatic actor you know just he, he played a bunch of dramatic roles and you know kind of made his his career there but it wasn't until uh, the zucker brothers put him in an airplane then suddenly everybody's like oh my god he's like a he's a natural comedian and then from there it was the naked gun and everything else <laughs> so yeah liam neeson i guess he was in an interview recently for something and he was mentioning like yeah i think they're still working on it um well he was funny in the lego movie yeah yeah he was great in the lego movie as the the two-headed cop guy the he was like good cop bad cop or i don't remember what the name of the character was but just lego cop i think he was also he did okay in million ways to die in the west he was the bad guy bad if i remember and he was he was fine yeah not my favorite but kind of held his own chops wise who knows could be fun yeah, he said some. There was some quote from the interview saying, "Like, yeah, I'm not sure what's happening with it. I think they're they're still working on it, and they'll give me the call soon." But uh, he said it'll either wreck my career, what's left of it, or or maybe it'll be great. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> the way of things. Yeah. Do do do. I think that was it from Comic Con or everything that I saw. Oh, there was a little uh, a trailer, first trailer for Dexter. If anybody still is interested in Dexter, I'm morbidly curious. But the little Dexter revival, it's called Dexter New Blood. And I, mean, I uh, love this series when I was on Showtime. I watched, you know, the first through, I think, fourth seasons. And luckily I stopped there because I heard it kind of went downhill after that. And I heard the yeah. ending wasn't what a lot of people wanted it to be. But I, yeah. I'd be curious to see where they pick up and if they, like, redo the ending or if they just kind of pick up where it left off. Yeah, I don't think they're redoing it i don't think they're washing it away but uh michael c hall actually when the news first broke about this new series uh he was interviewed and he really he totally called it out and said like yeah they the you know a lot of fans were disappointed with the the ending of the show and this was kind of their way to he agreed to sign on for this 
um, in hopes to make a better, more proper, more satisfying conclusion to Dexter's story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw the trailer. It looks all right. I mean, they don't show him much yet, but it's just like little hints of him being back. And he looks like he hasn't aged at all. Like <laughs> he's, it's kind of ridiculous. And I gave him his his same old doofy little haircut. <laughs> um, he actually like minor spoiler when he at the end of the original series run, he ends up in the middle of nowhere with this big honking lumberjack beard that made everybody go oh. <laughs> but he has uh, in this new trailer, he has shaved that off. So thankfully yeah. yeah i'm vaguely aware of what took place i kind of followed up just to see how the series ended even though i wasn't watching it. and it was yeah i no. got that so that premieres november 7th on showtime uh and the last thing that i found the in all of the geeky news universe again not not announced in comic-con just a random headline lavar burton our geordie laforge our beloved reader of reading rainbow uh, he, I guess there has been a massive like fanboy campaign online to have him be one of the guest hosts on Jeopardy. Well, they want the, the campaign is to actually get him chosen to be the permanent host, but he, okay. he already goes guest hosted, didn't he? I thought, yeah, it's, uh, uh, he started this it, week. It starts tomorrow, Monday, oh, tomorrow. Monday, July 26th. He will, uh, have his little stint on Jeopardy as a guest host, uh, 26 yep. through the 30th, I believe. They had like so. 10 guest hosts so far this, uh, yeah, this season. Been a bunch. Yeah. They had Anderson Cooper, uh, my, my Bialik, uh, a oh. bunch of people. Yeah. But yeah, since, uh, Trebek passed in, uh, November this past year. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, and that's uh, man, that's I think that's all I had. I don't know. Yeah. Todd, you got uh, anything else? The trailer for the last duel came out. Uh, oh, that yeah. looks really, really good. What's that one? I'm not familiar with that one. This is uh, a medieval show or a medieval uh, movie. It's got uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon, Ben Affleck, Matt a couple, other, couple other big actors in there. Basically, the uh, the oh. Uh, Fucking uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah. What's his name? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. So it's a Ridley Scott movie. So it's obviously going to be bonkers and and look really good for the the period. Um, but it's uh the Adam Driver plays the Lord of the Land and uh he allegedly rapes uh um Ben Affleck's wife. Matt Damon. And, or Matt Matt Damon's wife. And they have to have a duel to the death to determine who's right because it's the medieval times and that's how the law works. What you do back then? Yeah. God will determine who is right. God wills it. And uh, basically it's a film about that. And it looks amazing because it's Ridley Scott doing a period piece. So So what's Affleck got to be mad about? He's back with (laughs) J-Lo. Exactly. Everything's right with the universe. Oh my God, I saw a hilarious meme about that. (laughs) Uh, the other day it was uh because I, I guess they uh, some paparazzi photos came out with them like together and kissing on the beach or something and one of my friends shared it um who went through a bad breakup in the past few years and he said uh, the the meme said something like the tweet said something like i i hate uh how much hope this is giving some of us about our exes <laughs> 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 
it's like oh god <laughs> another good one was uh was ben affleck just staring downward at j-lo and j-lo is kind of just like leaning back when the batman gets mesmerized by the tits <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh this is what i forgot about this one um Back to geek stuff. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat Legends, uh, apparently an upcoming animated Mortal Kombat film, oh, yeah. uh, focusing on Liu Kang. I guess they uh, released a little teaser for that. Uh, that looks pretty not cool. focused on the new character. <laughs> yeah. Did you catch Mortal Kombat, Andrew? I did. Uh, I luckily, it was just uh, again via like HBO, so I didn't actually spend any of my. Uh, my money on that but it was yeah. a movie and i it, i didn't hate it yeah. i was able to, to to watch it so kano was fun kano was all right you know it was yeah. fun yeah but yeah yeah i was definitely glad that it was uh a stream and not a a full movie purchase <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh god did you listen to that uh playlist i sent you oh playlist no i don't know did you send oh, me that's uh todd last night meg and i were actually over oh that's right. and andrew um for game night uh playing board games and at some point in the conversation we brought up that horrendous mortal kombat cd <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i texted you a, a youtube playlist that's i right. found the whole things on there yeah uh, listen to it if time. you dare <laughs> i didn't have time today but i'll be working remotely kind of out in the field tomorrow so if i get some time just put on those headphones and just let it wash over me that 90s you know, video game nostalgia of Mortal yeah. Kombat and its soundtrack. See how many tracks yeah. you get in <laughs> uh, before you're like, I can't, I got no. <laughs> can't do it. Oh, man. Oh, it did have more news on here. Man, I lost a few of these things. Okay. Couple last little things. Um, in did the you animation world, the Bat- Batgirl casting. I did not hear about that. No. Let me pull it back up. Go ahead, go ahead with your next one. Okay, well, while you're doing that, uh, Netflix gave a little first look at the Comic-Con at home event for uh, another animated show. (laughs) Brace yourselves. Samurai Rabbit. The Kusagi I saw that. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. So this this is kind of a tie-in or spinoff to a classic, well, a classic comic book character who also had many crossovers with the Ninja Turtles back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, Miyamoto Miyamoto Usagi, who was like an anthropomorphic samurai rabbit, essentially. It was inspired by a real-life legendary swordsman, Miyamoto Musashi. Um, but yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, old-school fans might be familiar with it. You might remember the action figures when they had all the animal action figures in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I had one for him, honestly. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So this is his descendant who is the focus of this animated Netflix show. And I really like the style of animation. I don't know if there's a proper term for it, but it's it's not claymation or stop motion. It's computer, you can tell it's computer animated, but it it's stylized to look like stop motion. It's I, That's the best way I can describe it, but it looks cool. I really like that sort of technique that they use. Um, but it looks like it's, they described it as like a fun sort of like, adventure action show with some comedy in there there's a bunch of other anthropomorphic you know martial arts characters and stuff um 
you know, a rhino, a lizard, whatever, but, uh, it looks fun. It looks like one of those, the way they're describing it, there, there wasn't any like a trailer or anything. There was just a very quick animation tease with the, the lead character just kind of flipping in and with a sword and everything. Um, but the way they're describing it feels kind of like a, kind of like what we were talking about last night, Andrew, about like Pixar movies where it's more, um, geared towards all ages. Like it's fun for the whole family. So kids can like it. Adults can like it. It's uh, animation, but then there's still like those hidden little nuggets that are those more mature minds to pick out. And yeah, it looks like they're really trying to play, uh, they're, they put they're putting an importance on the source material and, you know, honoring the culture and everything. So feels like, who knows, maybe it could be a avatar style sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the uh, Batgirl news, uh, yes. the, they have cast Leslie Grace from uh, In the Heights. Leslie Grace, not familiar with her. Although uh, Megan Shannon watched that In the Heights. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be directed by the directors from Bad Boys for Life, and it's being written by the Birds of Prey writer. Okay, well, I like Birds of Prey. That was rad. Yeah. Okay. In the Heights is Leslie Grace is Batgirl. Okay. I didn't see that. All right. I think wasn't Batgirl supposed wait, was I forget if it was Batgirl or Supergirl was supposed to make an entrance supposedly in the Flashpoint movie? Uh Supergirl. And they've cast her as well. Okay. That was that was I think we talked about that a while ago. In okay. fact we talked about it because we hated the costume choice that they made. It looked really weird. Oh right, I remember that. Yeah. It was uh yeah, not as good as uh Super Girl show. I yeah. think I've seen that, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got. And uh yeah, we're about at time for the podcast here. Um nothing on the gaming side, nothing major recently. Well, there is something major, but uh not really something you guys would be interested about talking about. What's uh, Activision Blizzard is getting sued. Uh, oh, yeah. They've been fostering a toxic work environment forever. Oh, I saw about that. I think it's the state of California is suing them yeah. for the, their practices. Yeah. So because the, the culture like ran deep up to the highest levels yeah. uh, and it's part of the reason why a lot of the old guard is gone, but uh, like some people are saying, even the old guard, the ones that we revere, that have left the company already or were part of it too yeah, and let it let it happen frat house sexism and like boozing up in the in the office and crazy right so yeah crazy. i am genuinely surprised yeah wow nuts that's uh, it's okay. to like the nth degree to the point where uh, even like casual fans of Blizzard and longtime players are now starting to uh, finally abandon their products. Like mm. Overwatch has had its uh, like lowest season in its uh, Overwatch League, the competitive sport. Um, the players are abandoning the game. Uh, World of Warcraft is no longer the number one MMO, and that's mm. the first time that's happened in like. 10 years Um, just like people are abandoning it like they they, it even it even comes out that uh, the Warcraft 3 remake that they recently did um, it's it's garbage it's 
total trash. Don't bother with it. And, and this is coming from a f- person that loved Warcraft 3. Um, it was so badly botched because it was literally the rejects and the leftovers from other teams that uh, like HR or whatever didn't want to fire, but they were awful people and they just tossed them onto this like remake team. And they're the ones that were responsible for 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 Warcraft three, and that's why it failed so hard. Wow. So, yeah, Blizzard of the last like five years is not the Blizzard that we uh, knew and loved from like Warcraft one through the initial release of World of Warcraft. Mm. I uh, I I renewed or I resubscribed a few months back to Game Informer. Uh, just because even though I have a stack of games here, I haven't touched yet. I got to know what else is coming <laughs> and add to the ever growing list. But I was just reading uh, last night, uh, an article in one of the latest ones. It was all, um, I think I was behind one issue. It's not the current issue, but the, the previous issue, it was all about um, uh, psychonauts two, mm. which is coming. And, uh, and that, and consequently it's all Tim Schaefer, um, the, um, owner of double fine and uh their entire the double fine games all of their their games and then going back into tim Tim schaefer's beginnings at lucasfilm games or lucas arts and everything it just got me all nostalgic so adding to the ever-growing list it's like oh yeah i never played that grim fandango remastered day of the tentacle remastered full throttle remastered oh and another psychonauts i haven't played in god knows how long and speaking of remaster news or remake news uh dead space um oh, dead space is right? yeah just announced it, it's been in the rumor for a while that it's been in production but uh, they did a teaser trailer uh a couple of days ago for dead space oh geez oh there's a trailer for it yeah okay it's it's just a teaser nothing nothing too extensive but uh i think i only played the first game i own all three i think but i i think i own all three on steam but yeah, so I, th- this is basically a soft reboot of the franchise. So this is the remaster or remake of the first game. And then uh, they are going to take it from there. If yeah. this does well. That was a good one. That was a scary ass game. <laughs> that is what I've heard. Probably why I never played it or really wanted to. Me and horror aren't super simpatico. So uh, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. It's uh, I don't know. It, it's horror, horror games most... have story and you're a very much story-based gamer. Yeah, I'm very story-based, yeah. So I enjoy it. But yeah, and especially um, Dead Space is one of the creepiest styles of horror for me. It's that body horror stuff because it's, yeah, it's like a, I forget the lore behind it. It was like a parasite that takes over your dead body or something and it just all the creatures are like, you know, reanimated corpses, but turn into these, like, like the thing, basically John Carpenter's the thing. I Um, watched like some sort of anime where it was like, almost like this cosmic horror thing on it. Cause like the, the ship like gets impaled or collides with this giant cosmic like spire. And then the the game proceeds from there or something. Right. Does that sound correct? Or did I have that wrong? I vaguely remember they had a little animated prequel yeah, that's I yeah. think what I watched. Yeah, I, I've it's been so long. But. What games are you playing right now, Andrew? 
Uh, right now, Destiny still has its hooks in me. Destiny 2, I took a break, but then with uh, these last two seasons, they've been really good, you know, story-wise. Mm-hmm. And I just forgot how much I enjoyed the gameplay. So I've been going pretty good on that. Plus, they just re-released the Vault of Glass, which was, you know, going back to Destiny 1. Like, I loved that raid. So it was cool to, to re-experience that and see how they've updated it. So, so far, so good. We'll see how next season a crossplay is going to be enabled so i think that'll be cool i have some friends on xbox i can play with who refuse to play with on their playstation so i can actually yeah. get some game ins with them and uh we'll see besides that i still need to go in and play spider-man uh me too the last of us i still haven't played i got that on ps4 that i never played through so I've, i got uh, a big library just like you but just the first or second the first oh you never played the first one either never even played the first one. Oof. yeah that's yeah good. Yeah, that's I what I hear. One. Yeah. Uh, ready for a lotto ticket. <laughs> if only. I just want to retire today. And uh, <laughs> I won't, you won't see me for like six months because I'll just be catching up on content <laughs> games, movies, books, <laughs> everything. All that jazz. Yeah. How about you, Todd? What are you playing? I am currently playing RimWorld. So, uh, that has been occupying a lot of my time and uh i love that game so much it is so fun it's 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 one of those games where it's the the so take stardew valley but Mm -hmm. add murder and death and horrible happenings to it that's what rimworld is (laughs) so everything yeah. <laughs> so stardew but not relaxing at all <laughs> exactly high, t- high stakes stardew basically yes high yeah. stakes stardew it's you start with you you start with your 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 landing zone you make your farm and then everything tries to kill you including the farm animals there's a there's a new expansion for it so you might have seen a trailer for it but it was all like the pixelated Thing, but it was like on a planet or a moon or something that was another one it's basically like stardew but just on like it's a uh, yeah on a, some colony planet somewhere yeah there's been a million stardew valley clones so uh, in mm. the last couple of years so there could be something in space stardew valley-esque mm. but uh I mean, I think Meg might like this um it's definitely difficult though so you'd have to play on like the easier story modes to, oh, okay. to start off i'm i'm a hardcore gamer when it comes to like difficulty levels so i play on like the m- everything must murder you uh, <laughs> difficulty levels you're no filthy casual huh like exactly no <laughs> oh, i am a i am a filthy casual <laughs> there's yeah. some things where i can go a little bit hardcore on but nothing so give me the moderate difficulty and i'll enjoy that I'm, I'm i'm competitive so if it's not like upper level difficulties Mm-hmm. Or if it's not like multiplayer, like mm-hmm. versus PvP kind of stuff, I'm, I'm I get bored quickly. Mm-hmm. the The only exception to that lately has been Total War, but then again, I play that on the legendary difficulty, um, Total War Warhammer. Um, it's a strategy game that uh, I will continue to preach for anybody that likes strategy games, and if you have any kind of passing fancy for like the warhammer universe or interest in it i say pick up uh, total war warhammer yeah meg and i like to uh enjoy the game and not throw the controller through the tv (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm still 
slowly just because I work so much damn overtime. I'm still in Doom Eternal, which is fantastic on my lovely laptop. Uh, finished the main campaign. I'm onto the DLC, the Elder Gods or the Ancient Gods or whatever the hell it's called again. But uh, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, Todd, it's like, it's crazy because it's, uh, I mean, I love playing it, but I can't play it at nighttime because it is very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and especially the the DLC, it feels like just the speed of the game, just they cranked it up to 11 because by that point. Well, they yeah, because you're supposed to be the... playing the game while on speed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's nuts, but it's a lot of fun. And they do inject a, a for a Doom game. They inject a crazy amount of lore in there. I'm I'm planning on once I finish all of it, I'm just gonna go down the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm sure there's new nerds out there who have like plotted out like this is what's oh, yeah. yeah once once a game story. once a game gets past two sequels, suddenly everything has to have buckets <laughs> full of fucking lore. Yeah, like you, you cannot it, have a franchise of video games and not have backstories for everything. Yeah, the one for Doom Eternal is nuts too because it's like it's not just like demons from hell, but also this other like these sort of like space god entities that are trying to harness the demons from demons from hell or something, and so mankind is stuck in the middle of that war. Or whatever, you just <laughs> run around and blow everything Murder everything yes. it before yeah. it murders you uh all right we should probably cut this off we're uh, getting a little long in the tooth here but uh yeah so this is fun i hope we uh, uh i hope we all convene at a comic con of some sort in the uh, in the future um yeah once it's uh safe to do so safe to do so yeah <laughs> which Unfortunately, recently won't be a long time again. Who knows? Yeah. Go out and get vaccinated, folks. Go get vaccinated. Just go get vaccinated. Yeah, it's not political. Mm-hmm. Go, <laughs> go do it. Just go do, do it. it. Yeah. Just, just get it done. Yeah. All right, kids. Well, thank you for joining. This is Tony. This is Todd. And this was Andrew. And Meg. Yay. Shout uh, out, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>